Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio's ESL Podcast. Oh my God, today's a very special one. You know what? Big shout out to Normin. She was one of the very, very first students I ever had on my membership site. Uh, and I remember the date, September 22nd of 2020. This was shortly after I had given up everything out here in Thailand in terms, in terms of my part-time jobs. And I wanted to double down on something that I knew would work. And so Norming ended up contacting me and following me through Instagram as well as so many other people over the course of the next couple of months. And she said, you know what? I'm very interested in the membership. Okay, I get two free hours of coaching, this, that, and... Guess what? Here it is. After such a long time, I decided that, oh, okay, let me hurry up and get all these particulars out of the way. Let me do some editing and try to bring you a TOEFL IBT speaking or coaching session that could be of value uh, to all of you guys out there. So she is the very first Cubana to be on my podcast also. Um, and this is what makes me so excited. So with that being said, people, I hope you enjoy this one. And without further ado, let's get into it. So actually, I don't have a uh, idea what a long-term trip is because actually I didn't do it before. Uh, up to now, I've been going outside. I mean, going abroad for only nine, 10 days. Uh, this is the maximum I can do because of my, my, my job. But uh, every time I go abroad or every time I go to a trip, I have that feeling that uh, actually I want to be there more time, that I need more time for um, uh, knowing better about that place, for enjoying more that place. So I think... Is it finished? That was 45 seconds. Yes, 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 yes. Don't worry. That was the first time. It took you a while because basically when you started speaking, now you said didn't do, obviously haven't been. You're only able to go on nine to 10 day trips because of your job. You have a feeling that you need more time you never got to the core of your argument. It wasn't structured. That's completely fine because that was yeah. your first time, right? So this is how I would want you to do it. Now, what you're going to do is, again, you don't know so much about long-term trips, so don't even mention it. Just say short-term trips. So, you could say, well, to be honest with you, I absolutely love going on short-term trips for two reasons. The first reason, this. The second reason, this. Don't worry about your job, the more time, to have the feeling. No, give me two big reasons that back up that main thesis of you liking to go on short-term trips. So, Norma, I want you to think. What are two yeah. main reasons to why you love going on short-term trips? I don't know, because actually every time I want to be there more time. So I know that for me, I rather prefer to go for a long-term trip. <laughs> okay, so you prefer long-term trips. Okay, give me two reasons to why 
you like long-term trips. Just give me one, like a, a supporting detail, right? So long-term trips, uh, more time and more relaxation, more time, more things to do. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's exactly how, yeah, why? So I'm going to give you my reasons. So first okay. of all, because I have more time for enjoy this place, and second one, because I have more time for meeting people and be with people that uh, I, I meet the culture about these people, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> good. So again, with 45 seconds, perfect. More time so I can possibly go sightseeing, that, 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 that. Another one is for meeting people because I have friends, that, 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 that just small supporting examples with those two main ideas to, to help back that up. Okay, so here we go. Let's, let's just, let's not do a speaking or anything. Let's just talk about indoor and outdoor activities. So give me three examples of indoor activities. Indoor activities? Like uh, um, being at home watching a movie, um, going to a club, nightclub. This is indoor or outdoor? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Indoor activity, going to a nightclub. That's good. That's good. And uh, working out in the gym. Okay, good. Now, give me three examples of outdoor activities. Yeah, uh, hiking or riding a bicycle or trekking or rafting. Good. Yeah. What's now? Let's talk about your favorite outdoor activity. Give me one favorite. Uh, it's definitely is uh, um, trekking. Okay, okay, trekking. All right. Now, give me two reasons yeah. why trekking is exciting for you. Yeah, because I can enjoy the nature, which I love. Uh, yes. I can at the same time working out. So, and I can take pictures. Jesus like it a lot. Uh, also, because I can feel like free, you know, like a, I'm the only one in a very open space. So those are my reasons. Excellent. Okay. So trekking, nature, you love it. Health workout. So you can maintain your health because obviously trekking is a workout. Uh, there are very, there are very picturesque Picturesque, right? You get there. Picturesque, beautiful areas out here in Turkey or in my native Cuba. So I love to take photos, and it also makes me feel free being in that nature, in that setting, in that environment. See, I'm allowing myself to let that language flow as if I'm there. Put yourself where you want to be. So when you're trekking, I want you to think of your funnest trek ever. And what do you smell? What do you see? What do you feel? And those vocabulary terms will come to you. Yes. Yeah. Good. 
No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. I'm just giving you examples. I'm just giving you examples. <laughs> okay, give me your favorite indoor activity. Uh, so for sure, it's uh, watching movies or TV series at home. Okay, now give me one example for both a movie, uh, a series, and a movie. So, uh, a series like a Black Mirror, for example. Yeah. That's one of my favorites! Okay, okay. And a movie, it could be uh, Fresa y Chocolate. Okay, it's like that in Spanish. Strawberry okay. and Chocolate. Okay, all right. So you like watching series such as Black Mirror because what uh, What are a couple of words or phrases you can use to describe Black Mirror? So I can describe it like a um, very futuristic. Good, that's a good adjective. Yeah, very futuristic. And at the same time, very realistic about how the war is going to. Um, sometimes it's like a kind of a, what's the word for that? Uh, it's not annoying. It's like a kind of a, uh, what's the word for something that uh, it's, it's not that exactly that, that bothers you, but something like a, it's intriguing or something like that. I, I don't find the word. Something that can tell you, I mean, like something that can make you think, you know, and Addicting? feel, I don't know, something like can make you feel afraid about the future, for example. Uh, anxious, anxiety, uh, yeah, worry, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. something that uh, can make you feel, I mean, think about the future, about uh, what's going on with the world right now. Yeah, okay. that's something I like, you know, something that, it's not that kind of series that is only for watching for uh, entertainment, you know, it's also yes. for, yeah, for educating you, you know. Good, good, okay, excellent, futuristic, realistic. Uh, we put in some other things, projecting your future with anxiety, anxiousness, as if like climate change isn't one of the biggest things, but in regards to that too, and seeing how technology might run our lives, excellent. Now, give me a couple of words that describe chocolate. Yeah, strawberry and chocolate. Uh, actually, uh, the first words is Cuba, uh, I mean the Cuba history, and second one, they develop, um, I mean, um, how can I say, um, it, it could be um, how, how my country has been developed in, I don't know, in culture, uh, according to the culture, according to the political, society and also makes me think about what happened in that time and what I lived in that time and how hard it was and even though it was that hard the country made it you know mm. 
Okay. Okay. Wow. That was a very long explanation because, you know, there are feelings behind that, you know, and that's what's so good about this because when we have feelings attached to an event. Yeah, that's a good definition, you know, because uh, there, there are some feelings behind that. Yep, exactly. Good. Okay. Now we have all the ideas. It's time to put it together and let's practice this. Prefer indoor or outdoor? Which activities would you like to speak about? Yeah, it depends on my mood, but actually I think that it's outdoor. Okay, all right, okay. Now, think of two things that you will talk about with your outdoor. Yeah. Trekking? Nature. Okay, that's a supporting detail. Yeah, nature, which I love, mostly if I have a contact with the sea or the mountain. And second one, um, meeting people. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right, so you have, okay. And meeting new places, you know, mostly when it's this kind of places in the mountains, these uh, little towns, with a very special people. Yeah, I love that. I see, okay. All right, now, what we have, trekking and meeting people. So what you would do, you would say, you know, I absolutely love doing outdoor activities for two main reasons. One is trekking, one is meeting people. The reason why I love trekking is because the nature that's involved, the pictures I can take in the wildlife, which I love being around. And with people, meeting new people has always been a huge pleasure of mine. And I love communicating across cultures. So this Uh, is what I love preferred. You see how I structured everything? I stated my stance, I gave two examples, I mentioned them very briefly, then I gave supporting detail here, supporting detail here, 45 seconds done. Yes, it's perfect. I I wish I could do like that. No, no, you will, you will. Coming up real soon, you're gonna do it exactly like that. So now I'm gonna have you practice that, okay? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one. So, definitely I love outdoor activities. First one, because I love trekking. With trekking, I can be involved in the nature. I can take pictures and I can be in the wild uh, environment. And second one, because I love to meet uh, new people mostly because uh, there are a lot of charismatic people abroad. Most, uh, mm-hmm. Then I can talk, something that I really like and enjoy. And I can uh, be in contact with the new cultures. 39 seconds, that was really good. You put the structure in that quickly. You let your words flow again. I just, no, again, this was very good compared to your first one. So when you listen to this audio, when I send it to your email, 
you're going to compare and say, oh, my God. See, there was more coherence with that. Now, the cohesion, the different grammatical structures, the lexical resources, all of that, we'll put that in later. I just want you to get that structure in, to get that language. You said charismatic. And just like that, you did well. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I there, there's still there's still a lot more. Where, you know, there's still room for improvement, no problem. But I just wanted to show you from your first one and that one you just did, there's a significant gap. So very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, so that's it with speaking question one. We'll get back to that next time, okay? So I wanna show you speaking question two. So basically yeah. speaking question two, what you're gonna do is if I get this very quickly, you're going to have to, you're going to see me as a matter of fact, take down some notes. Um, let me just see. So if we look here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, still a little bit crazy, and it's getting worse out there, too. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so here we go. The chemistry, yeah. listen, you're going to just take notes with the part two, okay? But all you're going to do, you're not going to be graded on your reading. You're going to be more graded on the listening, okay? So always remember that. I don't want you to spend too much time on the reading for, I, again, 45 seconds to speak. So what's going to happen is you have a reading, then you have to take notes down for the listening. And these yeah. are going to be the specific details. So with reading, all you're going to do is say one sentence, okay? From the reading, totaling seven seconds, that's it. Mm. So you mean that I'm going to um, read something and I'm going to make, a, I mean, I'm going to say a main, I don't paraphrase. know, like a paraphrase. Like correct, correct. Uh, You're literally going to build your thesis out of it. So again, if we look at this paragraph very briefly, there are lots of specific details. We do not care about the specific details. We talk, we're gonna, we care about the main detail. So it says, the chemistry department is planning to award scholarship to students who have received an average grade of 90% or above. We have found that there needs to be a serious blah, 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 blah. All that is just specific details, okay? So what's gonna happen is you would start your speaking like this. The reading is about a university awarding scholarships to students who have more than, who have, who have a score of 90%, yeah. come on, come on, of 90% and above. Yeah. Okay. That is seven seconds. That's a paraphrase. I don't want to write down. You don't want to write down word for word. You don't want to write down. Okay, the chemistry department is planning on to what? No, I wrote down. 
The reading is about a university awarding scholarships to students who have a score of 90% and above. Now, what we're going to do next in the speaking question, number two, is you're going to hear a conversation between two people. It's gonna be a man and a woman. One of them will agree or disagree. Whoever does, you're going to get all the details to what she said, okay, okay, of what she said about her disagreement. You're going to watch me take those notes, okay? Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to press play. Now listen to the two people discussing the passage you you just read. Okay, good. This is a bad move from the chemistry department. I can't believe they are going to spend school funding like this. Why would you say that? Have you seen the outdated equipment in the chemistry department? Most of it is older than I am. If the department has so much extra money, they should spend it on updating the chemistry equipment before pushing for more students. I mean, think about it. Most companies use updated equipment. So how do they expect us to compete for positions when we're accustomed to using outdated equipment? We're going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. We will need to know how to use the latest equipment in the chemistry field for our future careers. Exactly. Also, I think they should consider spending money on current students who are actually working hard and not try to lure in potential students. I know a lot of my friends are studying hard. Even though they are not getting an average grade of 90%, they are still getting good grades in chemistry. I think the chemistry department should award them, like giving them a bonus or something. That's true. You make a good point. It would be great if my hard work was rewarded. Boom. These are all the notes that I've taken. So if we look here, the reading is about a university awarding scholarships to uh, students who have a 90% of above, or 90% or above. The woman is opposed to this idea for two reasons. Yeah. That's what you're going to say. The first reason is she believes that the chemistry equipment is outdated and that the university should spend money on updating equipment. If not, they will be at a disadvantage in competition. Yeah. Also, now you saw me write the also, okay? This is the also, because I want to separate my ideas, right? And then also, uh, let's see here. What did she say? Ah, okay. Spend money on current students by giving them bonuses or awards instead of luring in new candidates. That is exactly what you would say on your speaking on your speaking part two. So just to summarize this, you have a reading. You're going to read for 50 seconds and create a paraphrase. That is all. You're only going to speak about the reading for seven seconds and give the rest of the time to the listening. Then you got your opening segment. You're gonna say the woman is opposed to this idea for two reasons. I'm sorry, for two reasons. The first reason is. I mean, go ahead. 
You have 45 seconds for this. Correct, correct. 45 seconds to speak. Yeah. So the, the first reason is she believes, oops, she believes that the chemistry equipment is outdated and that the university should spend money on updating on updating the equipment. If not, they will be at a disadvantage in competition. Also, yeah. that's a linker, spend money on current students by giving them bonuses or awards instead of learn in new candidates. Now you don't have to speak quickly. If you wanna add in extra details, make sure you stop between that 42 to 45 second range. But this is exactly how the speaking part two is structured and how you're going to do it, okay? Okay. And so now we can use about seven to 10 seconds on the reading. And then we have to speak for 50 seconds on the subject. So again, I'm going to show you how this works. The reading passage goes like this. Paradox of choice refers to the idea that humans deal with greater anxiety today because of the vast number of choices they face. You're going to paraphrase that, okay? So, para, uh, the- But wait a minute, what is, what is a paradox of choice? So what it is, it refers to the idea that humans deal with greater anxiety today because the vast number of choices they face. So example, 30 years ago, when you buy food, you had two choices. Now, today you have 20 choices. So we suffer from a lot of anxiety because the vast number of choices we have at our disposal. Hmm. Okay. So when you go into a mall, there are like 30 restaurants, you don't know what to choose. When you go yeah. to a restaurant and there's like 50 pages in a book, you're freaking out. You're like, oh my God, I'm anxiety, anxiety. It should be easy, right? I just And so, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I just wanna eat. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So that's what the parent, now remember, the only place that you're giving your opinion is speaking question one. You are stating only facts in speaking question two, three, and four. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Good. So this is a lecture. Okay. A man or a woman is going to be talking about this. So you would say the lecture is about the paradox of choice, which refers to the idea that people suffer from more anxiety today because of the large, not vast, large number of choices they have. Yeah. You see how, you see that? Like, refers to the idea that humans which refers to the idea that people, see, I paraphrased it. I took out humans, I put people. I took out yeah. choices they face, I put choices they have. Yeah. All right, good. So now let's listen, watch me take some notes. Yeah. Listen to part of a lecture in a psychology class. 
What is the paradox of choice? Is having more choices a better situation? Today, whether we're buying a pair of jeans, ordering a cup of coffee, or selecting a cell phone, every decision has become increasingly complex due to the overwhelming number of choices presented to us. Psychologist Barry Schwartz advocated that eliminating consumer choices could greatly reduce anxiety for shoppers. In other words, having too many options sometimes makes it difficult to make a decision. I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, there were only a few selections. I could only choose a few oversized fitting shirts, but I had no regrets because there was no one to blame but the world. In addition, my expectations were low, so I knew to expect a poorly made shirt. However, recently I was trying to decide on buying a shirt from a local shopping mall, and it took me an hour to try on all the different shirts. I ended up with the best-fitting shirt I have ever worn, but I was disappointed. Why? Why was I disappointed? I picked a great shirt, but it wasn't perfect. With the choices today, my expectations have skyrocketed, so the shirt was not living up to my expectations. So, who can I blame? Well, with all the shirt selections, I blame myself. I was disappointed with myself for not choosing a shirt that lived up to my expectations. This is a classic example of the paradox of choice. The burden of decision-making amplified with overwhelming choices often leads to buyer's anxiety. Lots of notes. I just wrote a bunch of things down, but I just want you, again, listening to this, you're going to be able to say, okay, why is it that Arsenio wrote down these specific details? Because a lot of it was just like a lot of blah, 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 blah. Others with specific details that weren't needed. But again, you know, buying things such as jeans, coffee, cell phones, you know, it's more complex because we have so many choices. By eliminating consumer choices, we greatly would reduce anxiety. Because right as of today, it's difficult to make a decision. The speaker had given an example such as him as a younger kid only having a few selections. His expectations were low. So the shirt that he bought, he knew he was going to buy a bad shirt because there were few choices. But recently, it took him an hour to buy a shirt at his local shopping mall. But again, best fitting, but he was disappointed. Why? It wasn't perfect. His expectations were too high. Shirt didn't live up to those expectations. So all in all, he blames himself. He's disappointed in himself. And this is an example of paradox of choice. The burden of decision-making that ultimately leads to buyer's anxiety. Do you see how I went down one by one by one by one? I flow, I use linkers, and I connected everything. I have a question. I'm sorry? This is in 50 seconds. Uh, one minute. Yeah, well, yeah, the speaking portion. So, yeah, the reading, this reading that's highlighted in blue, that's the only part yeah. that's going to be in... Um, what is it like seven to nine seconds? But the bulk yeah. of your uh, the bulk of your your speaking, 
has to come from the listening. So this is why the note taken is very, very, very important. Yeah. All right. So that's why, again, like going over this with you, having these coaching hours, it's so, so good because now you're like, okay, now I get the part three. Okay. Part four is just listening, but it's easier to follow. But again, you're not going to be able to write down all the examples. I completely understand. But write them down in my systematic order so that it's easy to follow. I, I made it very, very important for me to write down the in addition recently. Okay, classic example. All right, personal example. That made me realize, okay, Arsenio, I need to put in this. I need to put in this put in this so there could be co there could be coherence along with the cohesion that I provided in that specific talk. That makes a lot of sense. Good, good, fantastic. I love it. Oh, man, is it a little bit wild? Huh? Sorry you didn't have the opportunity, obviously, to practice the two and the number three and stuff. But again, we still have a good solid three coaching hours and everything. But does that make sense? Do you have any questions about this? No, 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 no. I understood it, you know. It's super good. I mean, I, now I just want to study it, you know, to, to, to get into it. Right, right, right. And that's what's really exciting. Again, like, when it comes to, when it comes to the speaking questions, the note taken, how you structure it, it's all about execution. And I know... Yeah you have that capability because I saw you do that in just a second audio. You hurry up and you attacked it and it was solid. So now it's just about, okay, how can I get better at this? Okay, how can I improve? And honestly, you're gonna get there, you know? And that's what's so, that's what's so good about, um, you know, these speaking questions. I believe that probably the speaking question part one would be the most difficult. I'm showing you very quickly you know, the speaking question part four, um, you know, and this is easier because it's structured. So, you know, it says one adaptation, okay. Another adaptation, okay. So all you have to do is say the lecturer is speaking about, what is this about, what is this again? Oh, I forgot the name, oops, redwood trees, okay. So the lecture is about redwood trees and da 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 da, -da, -da. You would have to sum it up obviously with the script Again, we could go over this at, a, at another time. This is going to take a little bit more time and do some more practicing. But um, yeah, yeah. So again, this one isn't too difficult for speaking questions. Norma, I believe in you. I'm going to be giving you some good homework. <laughs> I need that. Do you have any questions? No, ah, yes, only one. So then the, the speaking for... I'm going to have a, is it a reading or is it a listening? No reading. I'm showing you the actual listening, which you would hear. Ah, okay. So it's a listening. Listening only. Listening only. So basically that reading portion where you have to make an introduction, it's right here yeah. at the beginning. So again, yeah. it's about redwood trees. So have you ever wondered da -da 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 environmental changes, adaptations, okay? Um, yeah, you just have to take out the key word, put that together. The lecture is about redwood trees and how da 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 da, da 
he gives two reasons or two adaptations for this. The first adaptation is their ability to release chemicals and it does this, the result is this. For example, it has this type of acid, leaves and branches to scare off hungry insects. The next adaptation, you see what I mean? I'm showing you the script, yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that one. Again, speaking question one, two, and you can see and hear how I was, you know, guiding her throughout the process. Um, there are still so many coaching hours that I have with her and a couple of other people, but of course, time has gotten very, very busy. Her being in Turkey and, you know, trying to get a visa to go to another country, it's phenomenal. But you know what? I just want to give a big special shout out to her because it was her where other, whereas other doctors and other nurses and physicians started getting in contact with me and asking me different, um, different ways that they could learn English. So big shout out to my Cubana. She is probably technically the first, okay? No, as a matter of fact, the second Cubana I ever met. The other one, his name was, guess what? Arsenio. And I met him at the dental faculty practice out there in College of Southern Nevada before I moved here to Thailand to start teaching. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. Hello, Arsenio. How are you? He's like, I'm doing good, Arsenio. I said, you from Cuba? He said, yes. I said, where'd you get your name? Obviously, it comes from Spain. And he ended up being named Arsenio, too. So nonetheless, man, big shout out to all my Cubans who potentially, and not really, listen to my podcast and everyone else who enjoyed this. Guys, follow me on social media, Arsenio's ESL Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm going to rebrand, obviously, my Facebook page. And I'm going to call it the Arsenio ESL Podcast, too. So in saying that, guys, thank you and stay tuned for more over and out.